from our discussion yesterday, we understand that in every moment something is being known. The something is called the object and the being known in our practice is called awareness. So in every moment awareness takes an object. It can be the chosen object of your primary meditative object, target, the breath at the nostrils, for example, or the sitting posture, or hearing sounds, in which case the breath or the sensations at the nostrils, the sitting as a whole, or the sounds are the object. Awareness is to recognize, or is to remember, to recognize that this is what's actually happening in the moment that it occurs. So there's many different mental factors involved in awareness. One is remembering. Another is to recognize or perception. A third is just the stillness of the body and the mind. Uh, the fourth is an energy doing something, doing, making some effort of at least turning the attention towards the object or towards the recognition of the awareness. So in the course of our practice, as we're practicing awareness and now in the sitting posture, we might be aware or we might recognize any of these activities or functions of the mind or any of these mental states or we may recognize the object, or we may recognize awareness itself. Any one of them, or recognizing or knowing any one of them as they occur, is mindful awareness. So we don't need to be stuck on one object, or stuck on one way of doing our practice, but rather as we also know, to facilitate the remembering to recognize, we want to sit in an easeful posture, to be at ease in the body, and to be at ease in the mind. So to be at ease in the body, we just let our attention scan through the body and wherever we come upon holding or tightness or tension, in our postures, then we can release it. And to be at ease or relaxed in the mind means to let go of any agenda. We're not trying to create anything. We're not trying to look for something special. We're not trying to avoid anything. Instead, we're just monitoring our attitude of mind. Can we be open, receptive, allowing, receiving, observing, waiting, being patient, without expectation, without demand, and just being willing to be present for and recognize the present moment as it presents itself. So any of these attitudes of mind involve mental factors, they involve thinking of one sort or another, and this kind of thinking, or this kind of monitoring your practice, is a skillful use of thought in practice. Not all thinking is bad, wrong or unskillful. Remembering how to practice and applying what you remember, monitoring it, this is skillful use of thought that supports the development of awareness. So if we think of the activity of the mind is a dynamic, ongoing 
flow of experience. There's knowing this, knowing that, thinking, planning, figuring out, commenting, wondering, observing, remembering, recognizing, liking, disliking. The mind is alive, it's moving, it's dynamic. It's a verb. Settle back into the activity of the mind or the awareness of the activity of the mind. Remembering to recognize what the quality of activity is. Again, we don't want to be too strident, nor do we want to be too uh, passive, but rather find that balance where there's an interest, a willing interest to receive and observe, feeling our way into each moment's experience. Again, just do the best you can without a sense of struggle or when you notice struggling. What happens when you notice struggling's happening? Just do the best you can and let that be good enough.
Do you have any um, comments about your practice or questions about practice? Say you want to do. Say I want to do jhana. Um, I think I heard you say that really object or jhana practice or concept. Yes. So how does that? Um, how is that like if I'm doing a big embodied preparation yes. versus I go along and mental preparation goes down? I've never done jhana practice with the with the body, but usually when what I've heard for people who want to do jhana practice, they use the breath at the nostrils, you know. And because I haven't done it, I can't offer really any uh, precise guidance, other than to say that with a certain continuity of knowing the breathing in and breathing out then there arises a mental object. Then that becomes the object that you use for the jhana practice. Up until that point, it's really just mindfulness practice until there's enough continuity for a mental sign. And then you use that for the conceptual object for jhana. No, no, no. I've done casino practice. So casino practice is, you know, you have a color, you know, a disc of a certain color, blue in my case, and then you look at that blue color, yeah, the blue disc, and then you close your eyes and you reconnect with that image that you had. And of course, it's not very easy initially, but you keep trying it, you keep doing it. Eventually, you'll be able to have a mental image, not of that which you've seen, but it's the mental image of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it, it's, this is the very abbreviated, this is not instructions that you can actually practice with with any success, believe me. You'll need a little more guidance than that. But it's a mental image, it becomes a mental image. Yeah. So we're not teaching, we're not teaching jhana practice here. But you can try, you know, you can do what you wish, but... Yes. Yeah, you know, metta is a, metta is a concentration practice. And to use it for, um, for doing, for accessing jhanas, you do it the same way as you do well, I don't know the same, I don't know how you do, <laughs> how you do it. But, you know, phrases and individuals and things like that. Yeah. And there's some adjustments as you get closer to the kind of continuity that can access jhana. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, the premise is that thoughts are always arising. And the premise is that thoughts are always arising. Okay. In my meditation, there were times... Hmm. And the question is? Then there were thoughts not continually okay, so you're, you're saying that there were times in your practice where there were no thoughts and what, no? Um, no object, no thoughts. No thoughts, no object, there was just space. Space is the object. Space then is the object. 
right? Because you said there's space. So, however you conceive of that space, right? That's the object. Yeah, no, really. I mean, I don't mean to be, I'm not playing word games with you. Is there a time when there is no object including no space? Um, sleep. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. You fall asleep, boom. No objects. You're not aware of any objects. If you're not dreaming, right? You're not aware of any objects, right? But when you wake up, you know you've had a good sleep, even though you weren't, you didn't, do anything. You didn't. You weren't aware of anything while it was happening, but you know it was a good sleep, right? I mean, I'm right. Okay, so there's there's an there's an experience of no thoughts, no space, no apparent object. There are other. There's another half dozen or so similar, no or objectless experiences. Ecstasy. You know, you just go out the top. Gone, lost, no object, right? And there are other experiences like that. So, without, I'll let you catalog them. <laughs> and as you uh, bring them to me for a kind of a uh, review, uh, I'll let you know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. As I let go of trying to follow, the, the mind is so busy trying to follow the object. Okay, now the object is this, now it's that. Mm. Uh, that becomes sort of a control mechanism, if you will. And so I kind of just gradually let go of trying to follow every object that arose mm. to the point where I realize that self is trying to get somewhere. I'm trying to, and, and as I let go of that, it seems as if I even noticed the tightness in my body at one point. It's like, like a grasping kind of feeling. And um, then it became more relaxing just to let go of it and have that spacious kind of awareness of a space as an object, if you will. And even there, breathing into that, that can sort of became more expansive. So my sense of it for me was it's about myself trying to get somewhere and letting go of it. Yeah, there was some, uh, the comment is about uh, tracking a lot of objects, got kind of tiring with that, let go of that, felt some clinging feelings or tight, graspy feelings in the body, opened up to space of some sort, and it just seemed to be more expansive and, right? I, I want to be, I want to, we're on space today. <laughs> We're in space. We're we're in the space space experiences. Um, be careful about playing with space. Uh, we we can. I'll tell you why. Because we've been here a couple of days. You're practicing. You get a little bit of concentration and you get a little bit of momentum. The mind is really powerful. If you tell the mind, play with space. Oh man, it'll it'll play with space. It'll play with space. But that's not meditation. That's not even necessarily mindfulness. That's just playing with space. The mind can conceive of anything and then play with it. There's a whole realm of existence. Uh, uh, maybe I'll identify it for you when we get to the realms of existence. Called the, something like the playground of people who make their own toys. I mean, that's, 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 that's the Lego version of it. <laughs> but it, that's, that's it. It's for, people who, for, for beings who enjoy making things to play with. And the mind can make anything. So be careful what you conceive, what you conceptualize in the mind. Because if you think it's space, then you can make all kinds of spacious, spaciousness, spacey, space place, space places. But that's just playing with ideas, concepts. But it's kind of fun. <laughs> so be careful. That's, it's the fun part that you have to be careful of. Yeah.
identity of I'm an academic, I want them to know, I know, it gets really busy. And then compared to other retreats or other times where um, bigger something like breathing, it's, it's like, I get into the mind and the reading and the charts, and I, I'm, I'm like that little cell that's missing a word, and then I put it away and I just like, And, and, and the sources and then there's gratitude for you putting it all together and it's, it's an absolute and then it, just, it doesn't really matter <laughs> and then it I'm all over the map <laughs> can I <coughs> can I summarize what you said yeah, and please don't take offense. <laughs> this is confusing retreat. Okay, not not quite, not quite. But but there's 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 a lot of there is a lot of conceptualizing, and I mean this whole book is just this whole booklet is just concepts and ideas, and and it's thinking. It's using a lot of thought process to 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 understand to to look at, to compare your experience, to see how it maps your experience. There's a lot of that mental activity, which is not what we do in most retreats. It's true. But I just want, I just want to say that we only do that for these three hours in the afternoon, and then we try to put you back into the usual retreat space of just forget all that things, forget everything in the book, just do your practice, practice your mindfulness, be with the breath, settle down, do your metta, open up, relax, it, be as continuous as you can. Let that let that booklet go. Don't look at it. Come back for two hours in the afternoon, three hours in the afternoon. Do it again, and gradually some of the ideas will seep in, and they'll they'll be uh, reflective of your of your experience. Really, you'll see that oh, this is a map of the mind, and this is this is how you understand your mind. But be careful about trying to take it all in and make sense of it in the practice that you're doing today going to be hard. Yeah. But just know it's a little it's a, this is a different kind of retreat for sure because a lot more of this, you know, um, academic uh, conceptual um, mapping. Yeah. But it's fa- I mean it's it, it's like I tingle. You tingle. Very somatic. Somatic. It's it's in the body. Hmm. And and I guess it's just the how can I hold in the same space all these thoughts at the same time, the, the sensations that they yeah. have without sure. you know that it's yeah. a transition. Yeah, I I, I think Move between. And it just yeah. hold that one sharp space that the line just moves so fast. Yes, I, I agree. There's a lot of mental stuff going on. And it can, you know, it can stimulate a lot. I mean, the mind and the body are talking to each other all the time, right? They're just talking to each other all the time. What you do with your mind is going to affect how you feel in the body. What you do with the body is going to affect how you feel in the mind. 
So what I hear you saying is it's really dynamic in there. And there's a lot of mental stuff and there's a lot of somatic or physical stuff. And just let, let, let the mind be really fluid. Let your practice be really fluid. When you're noticing tingling, just be with the tingling. When you notice thinking, no, be with the thinking. When you notice confusion, be with confusion. If you notice, I like this, then notice the liking. Just be with, be with each experience as just another object being known. Object being known. Some of it is somatic, being known. Some of it's mental, being known. Some of it's effect, effective or emotional, being known. Something being known. Something. What is being known is going to change forever. Right? What we're cultivating here is this awareness. Recognize this. Don't chase this. Recognize this. So the comment was, just say yes to everything. It's the, it's the anti-Nancy Reagan practice. <laughs> just say no, just say no. This is the, just say yes, just say yes. <laughs> Thank you for that suggestion. <laughs> Nancy may have something to say about that. But <laughs> Okay. Oh, it, it sounds like it, it's, it's accepting. You're basically, you're, you're, telling, you're asking your mind, just, just accept this. Just, you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to like it or dislike it. You just have to say, yes, this is happening. Accept it. Accept it. Or acknowledge it. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. That's actually not a bad practice to do all the time. <laughs> um, time is up. I have a few announcements. Uh, we're, again, we're doing check-ins uh, with uh, small groups with Vance and Mark and a large group with me over in the council, council house. And Mark and Vance have put up a sheet for a couple of sign-ups apiece. If, you want, if you're not seeing an, being seen in a group today and you'd like to have a talk with one of them, you can sign up out there. And for those who are ringing the bell to call us back to the hall at any time, please ring it about seven minutes before we're supposed to be here not two minutes before. If you ring it two minutes before, we show up five minutes late. So if you ring it seven minutes before, we'll all be here on time. And then uh, there's also a sheet on the bulletin board down by the table for practice leaders that we need someone to ring the bell here in the morning, today, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Sunday? I don't know. Yeah, four days, I think. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, four days. So... Is there somebody that would ring the bell the two sittings this morning? Or you just come in and you sit forever. If the bell doesn't ring, you just have to sit here. You know, you'll miss lunch. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Walt. Anything else? They usually say ten minutes before I checked with Carrie. Oh, ten minutes before? Ten minutes well. before. Okay. Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.